Welcome to JNR Basketball. This is John, joined again by Ronnie, and we're looking at Eastern Conference Finals game number four, just finished, Boston Celtics versus the Miami Heat, and this was an absolutely atrocious game. Ronnie, what are your first thoughts on the game? No, you said it. It was atrocious. It was just so boring. I thought yesterday's game was boring, but then it, this game one came on, you know, and it was even more boring. <laughs> Boston ends up winning it in a blowout, 102 to 82, but that score doesn't even really represent just how pitiful the Miami Heat played in this game. Uh, before we get to some of those details, let's talk about what happened at the start of the game. So Robert Williams was out the first uh he was out last game. He was out game three. He returns for game four. Marcus Smart is out game four. He's still having some, uh, I guess he had increased swelling in his foot. And he decided to be out. Hero for Miami was also out. He had a groin issue. So Hero and Smart out for their respective teams. But Robert Williams coming back. And a couple of stats about history here. Miami has won the last 10 series when leading two to one. So they take a two one lead. They, they have won 10 consecutive times. Doesn't mean they're going to win this game, but history is on their side as far as winning the series. Boston, on the other hand, they were four and oh after a loss in these 2022 playoffs. So we, we talked about this before when they're, when they're three and oh, they're now five and oh, they have a way to make adjustments and bounce back after a loss. And we saw it again tonight. And just really from, from the start, they got off to a quick start. Yeah, they were <laughs> they were zero out of fourteen for their first shots until they finally made a shot. Derek zero White, fourteen from the field. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pitiful. Seven zero runs to start the game for Boston, and it was all Derek White. He scored seven unanswered points. Uh, mm-hmm. Eventually, they went on to take wow, uh, eighteen to one was the score at one point. They had a three yeah. throw, and then eighteen to four when they finally hit a shot. But it was just. It was just started off ugly, and it it didn't get better. Yeah, they made their first shot when there was like three minutes and twenty seconds left, like in the first quarter. And can you imagine being, you know, those teams where some, like, well, I think it's the Oklahoma City Thunder is a good example where everyone stands until the first basket is made. Can you imagine that doing that during this game? You're just like, come on, yeah. you know. <laughs> Dear God, let me sit down. <laughs> Please. Yeah, well, the home team scored baskets right away, so I don't think that was the issue here. But yeah, I I, I didn't know the Oklahoma City Thunder did that. Is that a, like a tradition that they have? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They never sit until the first point is made. Oh, wow. Yeah, that would have been, uh, been rough. Yeah. First quarter ends 29-11 Boston, and they were just absolutely dominant in this, this first half. Uh, not a lot of threes made. I'm sorry, first quarter. Not a lot of threes made in the first quarter. Boston had two, Miami had one. Uh, I'm surprised Miami had any. They saw the way they were shooting. <laughs> 11 points in the first quarter is pitiful. Uh, but the turnovers that Boston that really plagued them in that first game, I think they had 23 total in game three, uh, or mm-hmm. I guess the previous game. They only had three in the first quarter and three in the first half, actually. They, they really locked it up, making good sharp passes. And that was one of the many differences that they made. Miami could not hit their shots at all. Boston was dominating on the on the glass, both offensively and defensively, and mm-hmm. just dominated this game. Um, yeah, even a, without Smart. Yeah, even without Smart. Derek White had a really, really good game. He was out the first couple of games. I don't know if he missed game one and game two. Certainly game two. Game three, he returned and, and was okay. But he, subbing in for Marcus, Marcus Smart in this game, he did a, a fantastic job. 
did exactly what they needed to do. Took care of the ball, dished it out, hit shots where they needed him to. He didn't try to take on too much. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. when you're surrounded by talented players, you don't have to do that. You have a team full of people. Al Horford, an amazing game as well. He was hitting threes. He was blocking shots. He was all over the place. So we saw when Marcus Smart got hurt, when he you know looked like he tore ligaments and really sprained his ankle, but then he came back out of the locker room and started playing again. So that the his old right ankle sprain is is from that, right? I believe so. I didn't look. I mean, I assume so. I didn't look up anything knew about it. They just said that the swelling had gone down, but it started to come back up during warm up. So he was out. Yeah, that's what I kind of figured. I was. I kind of thought that after the game, you know, like once your adrenaline wears off, then you know, the swelling gets real bad, you know. And yeah, I just yeah. that's my guess that what happened. But I, yeah, I didn't hear anything more from that either. Second quarter, more of the same for Boston. Uh, they end up leading at halftime, fifty-seven to thirty-three, which is just really, really sad. Miami fouled Boston ten times in the second quarter, so Boston was living at the three throw line and wow. just taking it, getting those free points. And when they weren't getting fouled, they were still hitting their shots. Um, mm-hmm. Just, it was a really, really sad performance for Miami. If you're a Miami Heat fan. I would love to know your emotions watching the game. It was probably pretty similar to to mine and your emotions during Game Seven, mm-hmm. Phoenix versus yeah. uh, Dallas, luckily, where we could not hit a single shot. Yeah, luckily this wasn't their Game Seven. I mean, they they still have yeah. three games to go. Yep, the series is tied at two two. So now it's the first person to win two games. First yep. team to win two games is going to the NBA Finals. Yeah, once you're down that many points in the first quarter, it's so hard to come back. I mean. The Celtics are such a good team. They're they're not going to allow much of a chance to come back, you know. I mean, you're you're going to pretty much have to be perfect to to make it a game again, you know. Yeah, and or just get some stops. I mean, they couldn't do anything at mm-hmm. all. Third quarter, more of the same. They stretched the lead to over thirty at some points. Uh, that was sixty nine thirty seven. At 32, I think, was probably the highest that it got. At one point, they showed a stat that just blew my mind. The score was 73-42, to 42, and at that point, Victor Oladipo, probably the only Miami Heat player that had an okay game, he had scored 18 points, the rest of the team combined 24 points. So I don't <laughs> no, know what Oladipo finished with. Let's see, he finished with 23 points, so he, did, he didn't play much after that. In fact, nobody on Miami mm-hmm. played the fourth quarter that, that was a starter or you know a, a first six-man so yeah. Oladipo had eighteen points. Oladipo had twenty three points total. The Heat starters had a total of eighteen points. Yeah, that's um. So Ab- Abadeo, I-, I always have trouble saying his name. Ab- Adebayo. 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 <laughs> yeah, nine points. Lowry had three. Tucker didn't score. Stress didn't score. Butler six points. Ridiculous. And those guys, yeah, like we mentioned, they didn't see. They didn't get off the bench in the fourth quarter. It made no sense for them to get off the bench in the fourth quarter. It, I'm, it was it was wise of them being as dinged up as they were. You know, PJ Tucker missed time. Butler certainly missed time. All of the, Kyle Lowry has missed time. All of those guys have been banged mm-hmm. up. So why yeah. put them out in a losing effort just to potentially get more banged up? How banged up do you think Butler is? Do you think is, this is a sign of you know he had that that game one you know where he just dominated and then he just kind of he hasn't really looked like himself. And I know he's had that knee injury i wonder if this is a sign that uh you know, he, he's not 100 percent healthy he's he's he can't maybe he can't move like he should be able to you know 
Yeah, it did seem like he lacked a lot of explosiveness that yeah. he had had earlier in this, maybe not earlier in this year, maybe game one. That's maybe the last time we saw some of that explosiveness. We certainly saw it in the last mm-hmm. round. But yeah, he right. he has not looked to be himself. And then Hero was a, that, that makes sense because remember we were talking about that where he hasn't looked the same either too. He hasn't really been showing up in these in this series and now he's out with a left groin sprain. So I, I think we even mentioned that, like maybe he has some sort of lingering injury and, and there it is. That's, uh, I found out what that was. Yeah, and I think that's ultimately going to be who wins this out of the East is who can handle and make the adjustments with their injured players. And it really has just been a chess match. At this point, whoever wins two games in a row, I think is going to win the series. Uh, well, I guess that's obvious. They just need to win two games. But uh, yeah. if Boston wins game five, I don't see them losing game six back in Boston. So then it would be right. Boston in six. Um, and if this Miami is, wins, the, Miami just has to defend home at this point, and, and they win the series. This is Lowry's second game back since his injury, right? Correct, yeah. Yeah, so, and we thought that was the key, you know? <laughs> but then he's back again for this game, and it just, here he is, three points. Didn't make a difference. Three points. He only took six shots. I mean, he he was not, uh, nobody was in, in, in sorts. Like I said, Victor Oladipo yeah. had the best game, if you can call it that. You know, he had 18 points. Uh, at that that point, and then you know he got a couple more baskets before they called the quits for him. But mm-hmm. he went seven for sixteen. He went four for seven from the three point line, and got a handful of rebounds. But it really, it's just sort of you know, trying to stop a sinking ship with a paper cup. There wasn't much he could do. <laughs> and honestly, Celtics didn't have that great of a shooting game either. They're only forty percent from the field, but. The Heat were 33%, and this, I mean, they just killed themselves in that first quarter. There was no way they could come back. Yeah, they. I think it shows you how big turnovers are impacting the game. So Boston had a ton in Game 3, lost that game. They really tightened it up. I don't know what they finished at in this game, although the numbers are going to be a little bit misleading. Uh, so it says nine turnovers. I don't know. I guess we can look at the people that had the turnovers. There were several people that were in at garbage time, and you know, garbage time turnovers don't really count. Miami closed yeah. it to twenty in the fourth quarter, but it's irrelevant <laughs> at that point. Right. So, uh, but the, yeah. the starters took care of the ball. You know, Jalen Brown was fumbling it a lot in Game Three. Uh, this game, he had one turnover only. So, kudos mm-hmm. to him for for getting it together. And then they just they were attacking the rim. They were getting fouled. Like I said, uh, they had they were fouled ten times in the second quarter. Uh, let's see. Jason Tatum saw, shot 16 three throws. As a team, they were 32 from 38 from the line versus 8 for 14 for Miami. So they were getting yeah. to the line. And, they, I mean, they call them three for, free throws for a reason because they're free points if you hit those. And they absolutely were, were hitting those. Crazy. Yeah, Miami only had 57% of their free throws made, too. They're 8 of 14, so they couldn't even hit free throws. Yeah, it was it – was, I turned it off in the fourth quarter. I'll be perfectly honest. You know, yep. when the Heat didn't put me their too. starters back in, I was like, well, there's no reason for me to watch this. I didn't <laughs> expect them to be able to come back, but I was I was curious to see if they would to try to right. get, you know, five or six good series, get some confidence, get some something going so that you're not having that – you have that to look back to instead of the beatdown that you got. But, yeah, those mm-hmm. guys didn't even take the court in the fourth quarter. Uh, at that point, I was a little bit surprised that Boston still had their starters out. They had them out for the first few minutes of the fourth quarter, and it just seemed unnecessary. Grant yeah. Williams got fouled, and it didn't end up being that bad. But, you know, it's just like 
you'd, you'd hate for that something to happen to him. You know, they're already dealing with injuries, right. and he's been a solid guy off the bench. Why is he still in? Al Horford, Jason Tatum, both of those guys have been dinged up. Why are they still in? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's really weird. Maybe they that the coach is just making sure that they had the game one, and you know, on the other side of things, maybe they're he was making sure they weren't just putting in the bench because heard the starters are well. So at the, usually at the beginning of the fourth quarters too, um, they they have their starters resting, you know, up until like the eighth minute or so, and then they put their starters back in. So maybe maybe it was just kind of like the regular routine. Yeah, uh, I think that's know, just, true for Butler, but I think Lowry normally starts the fourth. And, yeah, you know, when you look at the lineup that they had in the fourth quarter, it was clear they were waving the white flag. I think it was people mm-hmm. like Deadman, uh, Duncan Robinson, uh, just guys that haven't gotten a lot of play. I mean, they were clearly right. waving the white flag at that point. So yeah. I was I was shocked to see them play so as long as they did. Uh, Jason Tatum played for 33 minutes. Derek White, I guess Derek White is, is a reserve. He played for 40 minutes. Grant Williams, 36 minutes. I feel like you could have gotten those bench guys in a little bit, a little bit earlier. And, mm-hmm. you know, luckily nothing happened, but it's always a risky game when, when you play play like that. Yeah, it's not worth the risk. You, you should just bench those people anyways because you're up by so much. Right. Some of the things that stood out in this game, though, was the amount of rebounds. Like, there were so many missed shots. Um, Heat had 39, but Celtics had 60, so that's that's a lot more than the Heat, so that that's a big thing. The other major thing that could change a game is blocks. So the Heat had two blocks, but Celtics had 11. And when you block someone when you're playing basketball, that that really changes the 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 way the game goes. You know, like a a block is so much more meaningful. I think, especially in these playoff games, it, it energizes a crowd and it just it gets your team going whenever there's blocks too. So and eleven of them, that's a that's a big deal. Yeah, that that is definitely contagious. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Boston mm-hmm. had fourteen offensive rebounds. I don't know how many of those turned into points, but let's assume half of them did. So that's mm-hmm. 14 points just on the offensive rebound versus 10 for, uh, I guess it wasn't that big of a different differential there. The total defensive rebounds certainly 46 to 29. But yeah, you're absolutely right. The the amount of rebounds, the differential rebounds, especially the first half, uh, threw my notebook down to the ground. But I, I think it was like 34 to 14. They were just out-rebounding them like crazy in the first half. And they built up that huge lead right. as a result of it. And that, you know, they never recovered. So what what adjustments does Miami need to make in game six, sorry, game five, to to keep their finals dreams alive? Yeah, I mean, what else can you do other than just make your shots, right? I mean, they, they just came out and they just, they really didn't make anything. And that's all it is. I mean, if the if the shots just went in, they would have been fine, but they weren't going in and, and they were getting blacked a little bit. But I mean, you did Come on, zero out of 14 for the first shots. <laughs> you know, you have to make at least half of those. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you. Obviously, you have to make your shots. But I also think their shot selection was a little silly, at mm-hmm. especially in that first quarter. I think they could have made an extra pass and, and gotten a little bit of a better look. So I don't know if they were trying to force things, getting off to a, you know, a 7-0 start. But right. it ended up being 18-1, to and you can't let it get that bad. you got to... Give me, give me some of those easy shots. Just have Butler drive, at least get him to the foul line or something. Right. Put some points on the board. Everyone can have kind of a sigh of relief. Okay, we scored a point. We've gotten our first field goal. Let's let's build off of that. But they just waited forever before they finally put something together. And then when they put something together, it was wasn't wasn't pretty. Yeah, but I agree with that. I think if they just drive and try to get fouled and 
you know, get themselves to the free throw line, that, that would have made a big difference. So yeah, let's see if they make that adjustment. Is Robert, is Robert Williams, how big of an impact do you think he has against the Miami offense? Oh yeah. He, he's a, he has a big impact. He's just such a big guy and a big presence down there. And I've seen a couple of blocks that are, that were really big, you know? So yeah, he, he actually just, yeah, he had two blocks, but He's a big presence down there. He needs to he's be a in big there. presence. Yeah, I I don't think I think someone I saw on Twitter that he's only six nine, but he plays like a seven footer. He's only six nine. Yeah, he that's he what plays they said. Like I'm, I'm gonna look it up because yeah, he's six nine, and he wow. plays like I I was shocked when somebody said that. I was like, there's no way he's six nine. He's got to be at least you know he, he plays like a seven footer. He, he's he's big and uh, he he makes hmm. a huge impact on the defense. So yeah, he he. I don't know if he was the difference maker. He certainly helped. And I think maybe that was some of the hesitation to get into the lanes. You know, they had Bam attack yeah. in game three because Robert Williams was out. They changed their approach a little bit, but I think they needed to to try it at least to try to get something going. But yeah, they need to get something going. They need defense. They need Tyler Hero back and being able to hit some of those shots. He opens up the floor a lot when he comes in. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's it's going to be ugly if if they can't, get some sort of consistency going on the offensive side. You know, their defense wasn't bad. Uh, I, I know it's hard to say that when the score is what it was, but, you know, they were getting stops. They were forcing some bad shots. Some of those bad shots landed, which, you know, got to show your shoulders. That's all. nothing else you can do. Mm-hmm. But they, they got to they gotta at least try to keep up and match. So, Yeah. And if, I pick- if Williams is out too, they're – the backup is Thice, or is that how you say his name? Thice. Thice, yeah, he's terrible. Yeah, he's a backup center, so yeah, he's a. Uh, that's why Williams is so important, you know, because you yeah. have a crappy. I mean, backup. you have Al Horford, <laughs> Al Horford, who can play center, but he's not. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be a dominant center like we saw from Williams, and I, I wouldn't say Williams yeah. is a dominant center. He's been dominant in the series, but uh, you're not going to get that from Al Horford. So yeah. I picked Heat and, six. I'm still. I'm. I'm pretty nervous about that after tonight's <laughs> game. Uh, you picked Boston. I don't remember the number of games. Was it Boston and seven? I I don't remember how many games, but I I figured they would win. Yeah, I I would say at this point it's looking better for you than it is for me. But yeah, uh, but it changes against, like every game, though. You know. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's such a back and forth series, and it's not like back and forth close. It's back and forth. Well, I mean, back next game. Blowouts. So, I mean, I you kind of think that? Do you think that he can make the adjustments and and then come back and win? Yeah, I think that he's. You're uh, certainly going to be at home. That crowd's going to be behind them there. Uh, assuming everyone's healthy, yeah, I think the Heat will win Game Five and go back up yeah. three to two. Um, yeah, af- after these beatdowns, it seems like that's a pattern. You know, like then the the team that wins by so much, they just get overconfident and then they get they kind of screw themselves the next game you know they just uh they don't practice as hard and then they they get dominated i would so, say yeah, it's I, a little bit different i think, I, I, think it's, I think it's the coaches making adjustments making the right adjustments to to mm-hmm. counteract what the previous coach did so you know yeah. we haven't seen a game i haven't seen a team win two games in a row in this series and it was like that for boston against milwaukee until you know the end of the series so they they just they do make the right adjustments and and eric spolster is capable of making the right adjustments and I don't know. We'll we'll see what ends up happening, but not a great game. Hopefully, game five is going to be a little bit better. It can't be much worse from a Miami perspective. Yeah. And we have game 
four for the Western Conference Finals tomorrow, Golden State and Dallas. It's going to be game four in Dallas. And do you think my uh, they're going to get swept? Or do you think Dallas is going to win one at home? I hope Dallas wins one just for the sake of my sons, you know, <laughs> because I hate that we didn't make it to the next round. And then the team that did make it could possibly get swept. And that just pisses me off. Yeah. Mavs got to make this into a series. They look defeated at the end of that last game, but I, I agree. Sure I think the Mavs are going to win game four. It'll go back to San Francisco for game five. And, and I think Golden State will win it there. Uh, so we'll yeah. see. We'll see how that one goes. Uh, after that final buzzer tomorrow, we'll we'll be right back where we are recording and hopefully have a podcast released before, uh, before you go to work for the next morning. So check out our recap on that. And uh, that's all we have for today, guys. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys.